Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Today you're going to hear from our longtime friends, Woody and Tracy Woodward. You know how comforting it is when you're with people that you've had a long history with? That's how I feel about these two. They're going to tell you a bit about weddings, about corn on the cob, most recently our time together leading a group of couples this past year. One of the many things that I love about Woody and Tracy is their desire to grow and to learn about each other. This summer they're going to celebrate 42 years together. When we started our discussion about strengths, they both jumped in with new insights to add to the foundation that they've already laid in their relationship with many challenges and heartaches along the way. I enjoyed so much seeing their strengths in action every week at our home as we had our group. As Woody said, Tracy endears people to herself. She lights up a room. Yes, that is so true with her strengths of woo, positivity, and includer. I really appreciated Woody's competition strength that he brought to our group in a way that helped the four of us as leaders think through, analyze, and pray each week to raise the bar in how we were leading and caring for these five couples in the group. As you listen, listen for their admiration for each other with their very, very different strengths. Listen also for the ways that they've enlisted others to help them grow in intimacy in their marriage over the years. And also, listen for their teachable spirits in learning and loving each other. Enjoy! Welcome, Woody and Tracy. I'm so glad to have you today. Thank you. Good to be with you. Thanks, Barb. Tell me a little bit about y'all, where you live, what you do, and about your family. Well, we live in uh, Austin, Texas. And uh, I'm a pastor with a ministry called Interim Pastor Ministries. And um, in addition to Tracy, we have three adult children and two granddaughters. Oh, and so that, great. I guess, makes me a pastor's wife. And we're so excited because we just bought uh, a new house and we'll be moving to Buda in a month or so. And um, I'm a retired RN, but I've just always loved being in the ministry and, and uh, helping Woody in any way that I can. Oh, that's great. Well, tell me a little bit about how we first connected. I know we go way, way, way back. Well, I met Warren, your husband, when we were both students at the University of Texas at Austin. I was a senior. He was a junior. He had just gotten involved in Campus Crusade for Christ, a ministry I was involved in. Later on, we were in each other's weddings, so we've been connected for a long time. And Barb, I first met you when I was um, joining a crew back in the day, maybe 42 years ago or something, or longer <laughs> Forever than that. ago. And, um, and we were kind of acquaintances, but then because our 
uh, our husbands were great friends. Uh, we ended up just becoming friends and stayed in contact over the years. And and um, having moved so much in my life, I'm so thankful for you because you uh, and Warren give us just a beautiful history that we can uh, dip into. And we love you both so much. Oh. Amen. Well, it's been so fun that y'all live in Austin now. I know we've kind of connected lots of times over the years, but it's been just so wonderful to have y'all in Austin. And as we got to lead group of young couples last year was just such a highlight for me. Tracy, can you tell, or I don't know either one of you, but just the infamous story of the corn story from your wedding. Cause you know, we, that's kind of, we always go back to that story. <laughs> Well, my, I grew up on a farm in Iowa, and so after we left on our honeymoon, uh, Warren was so excited to um, eat the sweet corn that my dad had picked, and we still, I think the, the amount of ears that he ate grows with time, but yes. he had 10 to 15 ears of corn, and he, he literally rubbed a raw spot on his lower lip from yeah, he said so it was bleeding corn. after that <laughs> wow oh, we love that we love our men they're, they're good eaters mm. yes well i um like i said like y'all mentioned we've just known each other for so long but i loved having you both sing at our wedding and you know i it was so i mean y'all just have such beautiful voices and i know um for a few years, y'all were in a singing group together, right? Can you t just mention that? I know this is a little off subject, but it's just, I, I like to hear about it. Yeah. Woody, why don't you? Well, we first met at uh, Campus Crusade staff training. And uh, before that, Institute of Biblical Studies, a four-week training experience. And IBS would have a uh, talent show every year. I happen to be on the the panel of judges to select the talent, the guy sitting next to me said, now, Woody, this next act, uh, I, I know this girl, she's from my area. I think you two would hit it off. And I thought, sure. Yeah. I should be placed in uh, Washington state. I'll be in Florida. I'm not going to get interested about this. Uh, but uh, she impressed me by her talent and her poise and her beauty. And uh, lo and behold, we were placed in the same music group in Riverside, California. So that's how we met. And that's how our romance developed. Mm. Yeah, we were, and we were partners. We were uh, partners in the music group and um, it didn't take long. I think we were in the group maybe for two months and Woody proposed and asked me to marry him. Oh gosh, that was quick. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah. T tell us a little bit more about that. Like what first attracted both of you to each other? Well, for me, it was the fact that she was tall and beautiful and uh, spunky. You mm. know, her, her personality is that she's uh, spunky. She attracts people. And even to this day, she's like a mother hen uh, gathering her chicks under her wings. Mm. Yeah, I was, um, a, well, I, I mean, actually, I was kind of put off by Woody when I first met him just because he, I thought he was a little full of himself, but um, but once I got to know him, I think what, well, first, I mean, it was his love for God that was really, um, compelling, but just his intelligence, um, and his fun loving spirit. And he, uh, is adventurous and creative. And I just loved, um, his visionary spirit as well. Mm, that's great. 
Well, I know that there's so many things that we could talk about, um, about marriage and the things that you've learned in just being married for so long and with lots of ups and downs. But um, as we're talking about embracing your strengths and helping people understand a little bit more about what their top five strengths could be. And also in this particular week, because it's Valentine's, I'm, I was excited to help listeners understand maybe a little bit more of how understanding your own strengths and then your spouse's strengths or whoever is your, um, you're in a relationship within um, could be helpful. So Woody, why don't you tell us a little bit about what your top five strengths are and kind of how those show up in your life. And then later we'll talk about how it affects your marriage. Uh, my top strength is ideation, a person who loves to brainstorm, creative, prolific thinker, vivid imagination, a quirky sense of humor, all true of me. And um, this person also tends to thrive in unconventional environments. And I've been in a, in a number of challenging church environments as the pastor. Uh, number two is strategic. That's another reflecting type strength. Um, um, I, I love to craft elegant solutions for complex problems. And especially where this shows itself is every week I'm involved in a major problem solving uh, event. And that is coming up with a sermon. How does this passage um, relate to today? What, what did it mean to them back then? What does it mean today? And, and how do you communicate in such a way that's clear and interesting and relevant? So strategic thinking has really served me well as a preacher, as a pastor. The third strength is learner. I'm a, just a curious, lifelong learner. Um, someone has said the Church of Jesus Christ is dying by degrees. Well, I, I have three of them. My bachelor's from UT, a master's from Dallas Seminary, and a doctor of ministry in preaching from Gordon-Conwell. But I also love to learn uh, everything I can about church health and life, and I've done a lot of consultant training. Uh, my fourth strength is competition. Man, I am so competitive. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm competitive, and but I also like for my team to be, have high performance, high standards. And the way that this expressed itself was, uh, it wasn't enough for me to make an A in school. I had to have a a perfect score. I mean, I just worked so hard at perfection. Part of it was I had a very perfectionistic father, very demanding, and he was a surgeon, and he had great expectations. Uh, and so I love to win and I tend to avoid games that I can't win. <laughs> I know that's kind of a, a bummer. Yeah. And finally, the, fifthly, uh, my fifth strength is activator. And this person tends to be eager and fearless and just ready for, for action. Um, th this kind of person is impatient and, uh, you know, I had a board once that was composed of all engineers and a seminary prof friend of mine said, you know, having a board of all engineers is like driving a bus with 37 sets of brakes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was really in a bad way there because I'm ready to go and they just need more data. So, it, you know, the, knowing your strength is, is helpful to, to, to help you understand why you, you might have be, uh, might be having problems with a, with a person, with a group. That's great. Um, well, Tracy, tell us about your top five strengths. Well, um, my first one is positivity, which did show up early in life. I just always was gathering people and wanting to celebrate life. And 
Um, you know, some people maybe saw me kind of as a Pollyanna, but you know, I would think this really is wonderful. I, I, um, I see the positive and I, I, I am so thankful as I've gotten older for this gift because I realize it, um, allows me to see things uh, that maybe other people can't see. I love to give praise to other people. And um, I just, I love to plan events and I do not need perfection. I just want progress. Mm -hmm. Um, Belief is my second one. And um, this was kind of interesting to me and it really uh, did gel with me because um, I've always wanted to serve and service is a big part of this particular talent. And I love to promote unity. And so I'm always looking for opportunities for that. And it's shown up in so many different ways in my life. My third one is includer. And because I've always kind of been in a new environment since we've moved quite a bit, um, I had the privilege of being, you know, in a church with a lot of people who wanted to be my friend. And so um, I was always gathering people together. And I feel like there's always room for one more person. Um, I also have always really loved diversity, not having everybody be the same, but I love to uh, pick other people's brain and find out why they're thinking the way they're thinking. Um, And then I love connecting people together. If I know that someone is looking for a job, I might know somebody else who um, could connect them with someone else. And that has really shown up a lot um, over the years. My fourth one is ideation. And it was so neat to see that Woody and I have this same um, gift And I love just to sit and dream and create and kind of look at things from a different angle. I don't want to do the same thing twice the same way. Uh, I love a team effort and I love uh, brainstorming with other people. And then my fifth one is woo. And, um, you know, I think that kind of couples with my positivity where I I do love people. I love to be in a party. I love to um, ask questions and get to know somebody. And uh, probably the negative of that is that sometimes I can be a little naive and be too trusting of people. Um, But those are, this is how God has made me with these five um, strengths. And it, it was really confirmed in a new way in taking Strengths Finder. So I really enjoyed being able to take uh, this new type of testing that I had never done before. So that last year was the first time y'all took it. Is that right? Yeah, that we had taken Strengths Finder. Woody, had you taken it before? I, I took it as part of a staff team of my church in Kingwood. Mm-hmm. Well, how, um, how have y'all seen I mean, again, I know that you've been married a long time and probably taken 10, 10 different assessments over yes. the years and learned a lot about yourselves. But what kind of new um, insights did you get from this? Or even did it kind of even put words to like, oh, wow, that's why we have a hard time with this? Or Okay, I can begin. Um, 
when I took the test the second time, um, well, no, I, I didn't take it. I just, when it was interpreted the second time by you, Barb, mm-hmm. you highlighted the fact that I had uh, no strengths in the blue quadrant, connect quadrant. Uh-huh. And, and Tracy says, well, that's why you've had all the problems you've had in, in the ministry, honey. You just don't have those real strengths toward uh, connecting with people. See, there are different ways to lead as a pastor. And some pastors might have uh, one or more strengths in the in the connect quadrant. Uh-huh. Uh, and so they lead relationally. Others might have strengths in the, the energize or mobilize quadrants. There, there are different ways to be a leader. I lead through reflection, through thinking, through strategizing. And so there's no one, uh, that's what's so liberating about strengths finder and core clarity is there's no uh, one ideal uh, profile to have. There's millions of possibilities. And, uh, you know, like they say, we're, we're all individual, we're, we're snowflakes. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so it, it set me free to realize that I, I don't need to feel bad that I don't have those strengths in, in that particular quadrant. Um, of, of connecting, but I should operate out of my strength and be grateful that God has made me that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think through the years, uh, yeah, this did bring some clarity. I think we already knew this is where we struggled uh, maybe through the years, but early on in our marriage, I would just not understand why Woody wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, he would, he was impatient with the process because, you know, maybe he could see what needed to be done, but nobody else wanted to do it that way. Mm-hmm. And so um, one thing I've loved about Woody is that he has been very teachable and, um, and we've had some great mentors in our life that uh, were able, you know, to help him uh, be able to be open more to not only listen to me, but to you know, uh, take others' advice. Um, I'd say another area that was hard for me was I was kind of intimidated early on by Woody's intelligence. And, he is um, one smart cookie. Yeah, and he remembers you know, he, everything. Yeah, and he can inhale so much information and simplify it and um, communicate it so well. But um, through the years. It's and he's really confirmed this in me that you know my intelligence is uh, reading people and my intuition and my common sense and so I'm thankful that he would listen to me. Like, like Bill Murray in the movie What About Bob? You just have horse sense. Yes, yes, and and I think Woody. I, I think I see um, what's best. I see choosing what's best for people and he sees uh, more what's best for growth and change. And so I think when we were all on the same page, um, really through our ideation, you know, we would brainstorm and come up with ways to uh, include people in that process of growth. And it really worked. I also think he buys way too many books <laughs> I bet. But see, we're a great team because uh, though I might have um, a, a lack in my top five of uh, one of the Connects strengths, uh, Tracy is strong 
she's a stable stabilizer uh, profile pattern. Uh, she has one one strength in each of the quadrants, and she's such a uh, an asset to my ministry because she's so beloved. I mean, people just she's so winsome. People love her. They're drawn to her, and so they tolerate me because they want to keep her. <laughs> oh, that's not true. <laughs> oh, it is. Well, I loved every week um, last year just having y'all come to our house and thank you. Just opening the door and y'all were just a ball of energy and with ideas and just enthusiasm. And it's, it's, I mean, I already loved both of you, but I think even just seeing just these strengths and seeing them in action is um, really neat. And I love like what you're saying of how y'all have been a good team. Do you feel like there've been, y'all kind of maybe have recurring kind of challenges? I mean, you kind of referred to a few of them, but um, are there any things that you think, wow, we just miss each other on this, or why do we keep having this same conversation? Or, Well, I think you tend to judge other people on the basis of your, of your own strengths. Why can't you be yeah. like me? Right. And so uh, I would look at Tracy and say, why don't you think this through? And she would look at me and she would say, why don't you uh, engage people more? Mm. Yeah. I, I think um, what's really helped uh, with the same battles over and over again, I feel like, you know, the first 20 years were maybe in that cycle, but uh, we've worked really hard at, uh, you know, choosing to pick our battles. And I remember Gary Chapman said, if you want true intimacy, you will be fighting until the very end. <laughs> mm. And that really, and he, like he had been married maybe 60 years or something. And I, that really gave me comfort because Woody and I do, you know, we are, we are fighting for that intimacy. And I think that's probably what intimacy really looks like. And so um, I think for myself that I, am wiser at what I choose to talk about and how I choose to pick uh, the things that are important to me. Uh, the blessing is that Woody and I both are very independent people. And so um, we, you know, he has been so great in letting me just make a lot of decisions on my own and we don't hover over each other. But um, one thing that's helped me is kind of rephrasing my thoughts and ideas so that he can hear me. Um, mm. I would say that he would think if I was just talking to him about how he could have done something differently or whatever, and I'm just sharing my heart with him, he would see that as being a threat or that I was nagging him. And that would just be so frustrating to me because I think I'm just sharing how I feel. And so I, I think I, my timing has gotten better um, in when I talk to him about things and then how I phrase things. And then a lot of things, I just don't share them anymore because they're, <laughs> they're really just not that important. And if I would tell my younger married self, um, I would tell myself, you know, just keep that to yourself and pray about it. And, mm. and it will all just work itself out. Um, you know, major on the majors and kind of let the small things go. Mm, that's really wise. 
Well, um, sometimes some of the strengths that someone can have can intensify each other. And it, um, I think like positivity and woo, and then also woo includer that you have Tracy can intensify each other. Do you, have you experienced that or Woody, have you experienced that in her? Oh yeah. Um, by virtue of the fact that she is both woo and positivity, um, woo means she's fearless with strangers, talk to anyone about anything, positivity. She has contagious enthusiasm. She's a social butterfly. (laughs) She is. And it's a great combo for a pastor's wife. I mean, she will include everybody. She will reach out to everyone. Everybody loves her. And uh, she's just remarkable in that respect. People open up to her that who won't open up to other uh, people. So my wife is an amazing pastor. I tell people she'd be the perfect pastor's wife, but for one thing, she didn't marry the perfect pastor. No, right. <laughs> oh. y'all are perfect together. Oh, oh thank you. Yeah. Well, I, well, um, yeah, I, I do feel like, I mean, the strengths finder has given me, you know, a, a word for how I feel when I do meet people or how excited I get for people. It's just kind of, now I realize that's just part of how the, the Lord made me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've had a lot of heartache in our life. Uh, and I'm just so thankful that for the positivity in the woo, because I think it's given me this insatiable, um, energy to keep going and to look to the future and to know that God has something better and richer and not to look behind, like it says in Philippians, not to look at the past, but to look forward to what God has in store for us. And so um, maybe one of the negative things uh, with Wu would be people do share a lot of information with me. And so um through the years, I learned early on as a pastor's wife that I need to really hold those stories and that information very um, wisely and dearly and and to be careful about who I share information with. And so sometimes that got kind of tricky because, um, you know, I needed to just take it to the Lord and not share it with anybody else. So. Mm-hmm. I will say this about my wife, and that is that uh, I've met several people at our current church where we've been only for six months who have come up to me and said, I just love your wife. She's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, that's just the way she is. She so rapidly endears herself to people. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes, for sure. Well, Woody, your um, activator and ideation can intensify each other. Um, would What do y'all... Have you experienced that yourself or Tracy, have you noticed that too? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so with ideation, I, I generate all these great ideas. I think they're great. And with activating, I, I just want to get them into place right away. Uh, when I went to my previous uh, church, uh, I, I knew immediately what needed to be done, uh, but they had a real crisis about worship preference, the style of music. And they were using three volunteer worship leaders. And one was a 19-year-old guitar slinger who did contemporary. Another was a recently retired middle school choir teacher who did traditional. And then the other guy was uh, like a 35-year-old middle-of-the-road kind of guy. And so they got a different worship style every week. And Mm -hmm. everyone was frustrated. So they took a survey before I got there, and they found out 
when they ask the question, do you like the worship styles, the, the approach that we're using, do you like the way it is, or do you wish it were more contemporary, or do you wish it were more, more traditional? And the answer's absolutely polarized. There, were, there was no middle ground. Nobody liked it the way it was. Half said they wanted it more contemporary, and half said they wanted it more traditional. And so I said, well, this is a no-brainer. Uh, we need to add a second service and, and uh, bifurcate the worship styles. And I had a hard time convincing the engineers that was the thing to do. But uh, so I knew immediately what needed to happen. And uh, so I was a little bit frustrated and, and impatient. Mm. But what happened, it, it did happen. And it was the best thing. I mean, it grew 40% immediately, 40%. Yeah. I mean, everybody just loved it. Um, I, I mean, I see that um, as such a great duo and I've seen it in Woody's life all these 41 years. Um, one thing that Woody did early on um, was he got a group of pastors together um, for a weekend and they had done study previously. Maybe they were going to do the book of Ephesians and they spent the weekend just brainstorming and talking about the passage and coming up with the main idea for each sermon. And they got fellowship and um, there was competition, you know, there was interaction, there, you know, was a a deep love for one another. And they would invite different people to the group uh, over the years. But I thought that was just a beautiful way for Woody to use his talents and Mm -hmm. his ideation even and, but then his activator of making it happen and bringing everybody together and um, doing something so powerful and uh, creative in getting other people's ideas uh, together in one package and then take it back to all the different churches that were represented. Mm. That is an awesome idea. That's so good. Yeah, it was really, really neat. The other thing that uh, Woody did uh, – is, you know, we would brainstorm about just fun things to do. And so we implemented a rodeo Sunday where it was all cowboy music and we dressed up in our boots and hats and to coincide with a local County fair. Yeah. And, uh, through the years, uh, we did, you know, just interesting outreach events because of Woody's, um, Mm, that's awesome (laughs) because of his gifts. Well, have y'all had any particular breakthroughs, um, just how you've grown in understanding each other and your marriage? And it might be related to your strengths, but. um... Well, for me, it was the one I uh, intimated earlier that when um, we looked at the quadrants and my lack of connect strengths and um, Trace said, hey, that's that's what's going on in your life. You know, you you need to lead in a different way. And you need to surround yourself with people who do have those uh, those strengths, and that's a great benefit of the strengths finder and core clarity. Is it as you build a team, you need to be a well well rounded team. You don't need to be a well well rounded individual, right? But you need to have a team that can supplement and complement. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that really was such a gift to us. Um, I guess we had maybe been married about 10 years was Woody and I went to a leadership seminar at Dallas Theological Seminary where he went to, to uh, seminary. And um, we were kind of paired for this week long um, intensive. It was, uh, it, it was a, um, it was called lead. And we went through kind of every area of our life in 
looking at how we related to our ministry and to each other. And um, what the Lord did during that week is these four other couples, we just, our hearts melted together. And so over the years, um, we were, we were mentors to one another, really. And so when I would have a problem with Woody or he wasn't listening to me or we had, um, you know, resigned from a position that was difficult or whatever it was, those um, four other couples just had such a ministry and impact on our lives because they, you know, spoke truth into it. And so um, I guess I say all that in that sometimes, you know, it's, so important to have other couples that know you as a married couple and they can mm-hmm. speak hard things into your life and they can uh, look and see where the positive things are in your marriage. But I would say that probably was the number one um, thing that really helped us uh, through the years. I have another breakthrough moment. So it involves how our strengths collide And through taking core clarity, we learned that my competition collides with her includer because for me, uh, the mission is more important than people. And Tracy and I recollected of a guy back in our second ministry. He was a, a tenor vocalist who loved the spotlight and the microphone and did, did solos and duets but he had a tendency to be off pitch and it was very grating and he didn't realize that he was off pitch <laughs> and, and he gets sharp and it's bad enough when somebody gets flat, but when somebody gets sharp, Oh, it's like fingernails on the chalkboard. And I had to tell him, I'm sorry, Rick, you just can't um, sing anymore because it's just not good enough. And that was whole, so hard for me to say, and it was harder for Tracy to hear. Uh, so I, I, I liken this to the line that, Mr. Spock in the Star Trek movie gives when, when Spock was dying of radiation poisoning and they wanted to save him. He said, you can't save me. And he put his hand up against the, the, the glass and uh, with, with the, the Vulcan sign of greeting. And he said, the needs of the many outweigh the meat, the needs of the few. And that's the approach I take as someone who's in, in competition, the needs of the many, the needs of the church as a whole outweigh the needs of the few. But see, Tracy looks at the needs of the few. She looks at the needs of the one. And yeah. so understanding how we're different in that respect, it, it diffuses the irritation we experience with each other. Yeah. Or I would see that maybe that needs to be done because it was really hard. I mean, that, that was a very <laughs> tough experience and he, he really needed probably not to sing anymore, but I see five steps to correct it. And Woody sees one, oh. you know, so I think, um, yeah, the Gordian knot just slice it in half. Yeah, he sees these snap judgments or or decisions, mm-hmm. and I see that maybe that is the right decision, but there's other steps involved. Be nice about it. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's really that'll preach. That's yeah. a really good yeah. illustration. Um, well, t- thinking about wrapping this up and. You know, this is Valentine's week around the corner, and I know sometimes that can be a little daunting for married people, <laughs> like, oh, expectations and what what will that look like? Mm-hmm. But do y'all have any particular, um, maybe good or bad 
Valentine's Day memories. I'm sure you've had a lot over what 41 yeah, years. 41 years. I have one that is kind of funny because Woody and I have never really done that well with gifts. And so the last, what'd you say, maybe 15 years or so, we just said, hey, let's let's just enjoy each other. We don't have to buy each other gifts. You know, maybe uh, we write a nice card to one another and eat out, but that is, a, you know, we don't put that pressure on ourselves anymore. But one year I remember um, I got flowers from Woody and, and I, it, the, the bouquet was so gigantic that I thought there had been a funeral at the church. <laughs> he had just brought home a funeral arrangement. I mean, it was as big as a giant funeral arrangement. And I, you know, I said, Oh, thank you. And, but then later I, I said, honey, you know, really three roses that represented each of our kids, you know, or something. I mean, I don't need something that big and <laughs> that doesn't speak to me. You know, what speaks to me is something that has meaning and, um, you know, I just don't need that. I'm just simple and, uh, I'd rather from I you're from Iowa. Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. and Woody, the bigger the better. And I'm more frugal, you know. Mm-hmm. So Warren and I are uh Warren is my frugal partner, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just thought that was so like Woody to give me the biggest arrangement that he could possibly give me. That's funny. So my fondest Valentine memory was our first. In February of 1979, Tracy and I were traveling with a Campus Crusade music group, and we were on a foreign tour to Malaysia and Singapore. And I took her to a a really elegant hotel restaurant. I can't remember the name of the hotel, but I'd been there before when I was in a previous music group that uh, was based out of the Philippines. And um, their signature dessert was called Sabayon. And it's uh, kind of like a, it's got cream in it and citrus and thing. And, and they whip it up in a large copper bowl, but they whip it up while they sing a, a song and play this music. And so the guy who's whisking the mixture, uh, he's the percussionist. And then there was a guitarist and a violinist. And uh, this was one of these restaurants where there are no prices on the woman's menu. Oh, oh. <laughs> but so later- Tracy, Tracy was confused. There, there, there are no prices on this menu. That's by design. Yeah. How special. You get what you want. And so after that dinner, I proposed to her. So for, for us, that was, uh, for me, that was our fondest uh, Valentine's. Wow. That's really the best awesome. Well, that, that's a great story. And we haven't had Sabayon since. So let's go find a restaurant that makes it. <laughs> well, thank y'all so much um, for taking time to give us a little insight into yourselves and your strengths and these great um, just nuggets of wisdom from your marriage of so long. Um, I just appreciate just y'all giving us a little window into your lives. Thank you. And thank you, Barb, for illuminating us. Yeah. Thanks, Barb. We're just so proud of you and all that you're doing and how God is using you. And so um, thanks again for letting us be a part of it. Oh, thank you. Love y'all very much. Love you too. too. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. 
If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.